Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. pretty vanilla, but I did get to spend it fishing with my nephew. Fishing with the nephew. That sounds like something you do on a Memorial Day. He's six. He's six years old, and I made an off comment, I don't know, like a week or two ago, and he's he's a crazy fisherman, the kind of kid that will sit on the dock for 16 hours and just fish, 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 fish. And so I don't know how it came up, but you know, I was like, oh, sure, we'll go fishing. He was in school right now, so it seemed like a safe Right. Breath of time until I had to come through with the fishing thing. And he was just like, when? Yeah, right. Like the first <laughs> thing he said to me. And then, you know, my brother and his wife, they're telling me, you know, he's really onto this fishing thing. So you need to take him fishing. Yeah. All right. So I saw him on Sunday at one of my other nephew's birthdays. And it was determined that I would take him on Monday fishing. I, I had an open Memorial Day and we kind of celebrated early as a family at this birthday. So I said, well, um, let me call you, you know, I'll check with Dahl. Make sure we don't have anything planned, and then, you know, I'll get back to you. And this was early on Sunday. Well, at the last second, 11.30 at night, I'm like, I better call him, let him know. I'm like, all right, I'm going to pick him up in the morning, 9.30. Well, I roll up, and the little guy has got his tackle boxes out and his fishing nets out, and he's already waiting for me in the driveway. He's literally running back and forth. Wow. He was pumped. He's a fisherman. Yeah, so we, I, he's took a Minnesotan. Him, I took him to a, a two or three or four lakes or something. I took him all around. Like, you know, in Minneapolis, there's lots of lakes. So you took him on a boat? No, no, no. We was all, This was all shore fishing. You know how I feel about boat ownership? <laughs> I know. Well, I thought maybe you would rent one. No, no. I want nothing to do with boats. <laughs> Smart man. They're a pain in the ass. They're expensive to maintain. The, the people that are excited about boats are the people that are excited you own a boat, not you actually owning the boat. Yeah, I always go out on someone else's boat. I, I don't want to be the boat owner. Didn't you post a picture of you in a boat? Did you go out on that boat? What was the story with that boat? So it was Grumpy's birthday uh, over the holiday weekend, and <laughs> um, yeah, I just got fucking lit on a parked boat. Okay. Our other roommate, uh, the last two, so he just lets his uncle just put his fucking boat in our driveway for the fucking summer. Mm. And it makes no sense to me. That's the wrong time to park the boat in the driveway. Right. And just period, we're getting nothing out of it. You know, he's not like, hey, guys, there's 50 bucks a month or something. You know what I mean? (sighs) He's not even giving Shorty 50 bucks a month. Right. (laughs) You know? And it's kind of like in an area right by our trash. So I don't know how many times, like, 
when he first parked it there, I'd go to park the boat or park the boat, take out my trash. And, you know, the little fucking thing that attaches to the car, just every time, right on my shins. Hit the hitch. Yep. Just every time. And it's like, fuck this boat. So Grumpy and I just, we got, we got all fucked up on, uh, on the boat. And decided to give him a hard time by partying on his boat. I like it. We partied on the parked boat and, uh, the boat is now gone. You're clearly good to go in that photo. You know you're wearing boots with shorts with a t-shirt, none of which match. And my uh, Hawaiian swim shorts, yeah. Yeah, you are. Capitals. Having a good time. Capitals. Uh, what do you call a shirt, jersey, a, a jersey? You looked homeless. <laughs> I looked homeless. You looked homeless. Like you guys had just taken over someone's boat and you were caught in the act. <laughs> Fuck you, man. I was Washington crossing the Delaware on that thing, man. Crossing something. Yeah, I was de- crossing a line is what you were doing. <laughs> Well, it worked. We got that damn boat out of there. I had a an, an innocent interaction with my nephew. We were we were shore and dock fishing. There was no alcohol involved. A little young at six. Yeah, a little young. But I did come through with a a hero moment. Oh, we uh, we were late in the day, and he's a little guy, so everything's a nightmare. Every time he casts, it, every other cast, there's an impossible knot he's created. He's dangerous to be around when he casts because he puts <laughs> right. his whole body into it. He doesn't look at anything. Uh, he's, you know, he's cute as hell. He's a funny little six-year-old, and he's very serious about <laughs> fishing. Right. He Where it's going to be cast, what he wants to catch, he can't catch anything fast enough. He wants action, man. He wants yeah. hits. Yeah. So we're bobber fishing, and with bobber, you know, you cast the line out, Watch wait the for barber. the bobber to go down, mm-hmm. and reel it in. Mm-hmm. He treats the bobber like it's a you know like it's a frog like he's casting out no. he the bobber back. He's in. like like he's like fly fishing or something. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had nominal success at this point. We've probably caught six or eight panfish. Nothing real big, but it's keeping him busy. Right. We've gone to a bunch of different lakes. Now it's two thirty in the afternoon. We spent the whole day fishing, and uh, I, I I'm helping cast because we kind of have a, a narrow. Uh, what would you say, a narrow um, breadth of the available lake because of trees and brush and everything. So we've got to kind of cast in specific areas. So I'm casting for him, and I get kind of close to the shore this time, and I go back to the pole that I'm supposed to be finishing, so I give him the pole, and all of a sudden he's tapping me, the bobber, the bobber. He's trying to reel, reel, reel. And the, 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 he goes the, too fast. And, you know, you kind of get it it's set up so that the ten, if it's too much tension, you won't pull too hard and snap the line. The yeah. tests on it is set low, so it's making that kind of winding noise. Yep. I look over. The bobber's gone. He is indeed reeling. And I realize as I look up, that when I cast, the available line catches a tree limb 17 <laughs> fucking feet in the air. Now, I'd like to point out, I bought a fishing pole the morning we started fishing. I, I'm not a big sportsman if, you know. No, you're you not. haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, no. I love to play sports and physical, but I'm not hunter-fisher guy. Right. You know, Outdoorsman yeah, guy. I'm yeah. not outdoorsy. So, yeah. I like sports way more. So uh, as I grab the pole and start reeling, the, we catch a bass. And it's a big bass. I'll show you the picture. I, I have I have documents. I have documentation of this event. You you and every Minnesotan has documentation of the well, fish you caught. He wanted anyway. As we're reeling, due to the angle of the line over the tree limb being about twenty feet in front of us, we're <laughs> reeling the fish up, and it's coming straight up out of the water. <laughs> like it's on like a bully. Yes. <laughs> but it turns out 
the fish is huge. It's like for him, it's the biggest fish he's ever caught. So right. now I'm screwed, right? The kid's freaking out. <laughs> We've caught the biggest fish. We're reeling it up. It's it's 20 feet in front of us out in the middle of the water. I'm literally handing him the pole. I'm deciding, do I, t- do I walk with my shoes and, and jeans into this cold lake to retrieve the fish so that we don't lose it for the guy? Right. What do we do? 20 minutes of this goes on where we're trying to shake it out of the tree. Am I going in the water? He's got his net. He's freaking out. Finally, it's a, I don't know, a wind, uh, the fish went a direction. I don't know, but it breaks loose of the branch. We land the fish, and I'm a hero uncle. So that's how my Memorial Day went. Nice, nice. Yeah, I just got pathetically drunk and uh, rediscovered my love of uh, basketball. Drinking will do that. All of a sudden, like, I love playing horse again now. I, I, I love basketball. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go play in a two-on-two or five-on-five or even a ten-on-ten tournament. I imagine drunk basketball is a lot different. You sound like you were playing maybe basketball. Almost. Ever seen basketball? I love basketball. Trey Parker, Matt Stone, yeah, guys yeah, from yeah. South Park. Yeah, Dean Bashir, you know, plays Little Bitch, Squeak, yep. Little Bitch, Scalari. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, Bob Costas, all, my, all kinds of great cameos on that. Were Ernest you, Bornine. Were you playing so, bas- basketball or were you legit like, were there? It was, ho- it was more horse, but yeah, you're giving me ideas now. Like, I think I need to start a basketball league in my driveway. It could be huge. I think so, dude. It was big for them. Yeah, uh, I I think I have found the meaning of my life. Amongst your cronies, <laughs> this could be big. <laughs> this could be huge. I mean, think about it, because none of us really like to run too much. You know, we like to give each other shit. Yep, we do insult one another quite a bit. Yeah. Almost not even lovingly. Yeah, sometimes it just gets downright vicious. Um, but you know what their team was in, uh, in basketball? The beers. The Milwaukee beers. And I just saw a study recently done on like the top 20 drunkest uh, towns in America, cities in America. I was a little disappointed in Milwaukee. They only placed 20th. Their, their suburb, right? Was it their suburb or was it, was it, Mil- it was Milwaukee? Milwaukee. It was, was it? Milwaukee. And so they only placed 20th. I was disappointed in them. But the state of Wisconsin in general, you guys are batting pretty good. You guys enjoy your spice of life, if you will. That, that or you're depressed as all get out. Is it, is it high? It's super high. 12 of the top 20 in the state of Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin's going for the clean sweep. I hate Wisconsin. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you, you Minnesotans and Wisconsin. No, we don't. Wisconsin, yeah. You, they're, great, they're great to hate. There's just something so <sighs> about them, you know? Like, they <laughs> own their football team, and they're so... There's, I, I don't believe the jovial happiness. They're, they're wasted. They are. It's great. I went to college out there. That's, I dropped out of college out there. <laughs> you know, it, I was having such a good time. Madison is what the, one of the top 10 in Playboy all the time, party schools. Yeah, ASU used to get top three all the time. But they've, they've, they've been trying to lower that reputation. I think they're down to top 10 now. <laughs> you think they're in the top 10? I don't even know. I haven't. I haven't. Paid attention to that stat since I was in my early 20s, which at the time, ASU was dominating. Is that what kind of connected the top drinking cities? Were they connected to schools or was it like legit alcoholism? Well, let's put it this way. The only city in Minnesota to score on this list is Mankato coming in at number 11. And it specifically says Mankato, North Mankato. 
Minnesota State. So, yeah, College Town. Okay. So you get some College Town action there. Let's see here. Uh, Were there big cities on this list? Or are they all small cities? Uh, let's see. Well, Madison scored number four, just, you know. College City also, yeah, Wisconsin. Um, this is not a big city, but if you follow football, it's a big city. Green Bay took number one. I fucking hate that team. <laughs> they take number one in, in football. They take number one in fucking fun. It's just, it's just such a death sentence to, li- to, to, to be a Viking fan and then be anywhere near a Packer fan. It's just <laughs> it's such a cross to bear. Let's see here. Appleton, Wisconsin. That's pretty much, from what I understand of it, it's a college town. What They're the hell's in three. Appleton? I think there's a co- there's like a couple um, decent colleges. Do you want there. me to look it up while you're reading the list? It's, it's a fucking college town. You read town. the list and I'll see. Uh, Eau Claire, college town. That is, yeah. That came in at number two. Uh, Fargo, North Dakota. I mean, that's their big town, right? North Dakota. I've never been. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I couldn't stand to make that drive. <laughs> like just going from here to St. Cloud was enough for me. You're like, what? what what's their big town? <laughs> <laughs> isn't there like a Bismarck as well? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, isn't that the capital? Um, that's all I got for you on that. I'm not seeing a school in Appleton. I don't know. I knew friends that were going to school in Appleton. Top 10 things to do in Appleton. They're not looking great. It's got to be drink because they're number three. It's got to be in the top three. Minor league baseball, performing arts, historic museum. They claim to have a castle. I had a friend that was Lawrence University is there, I guess. Yeah, Lawrence. Yeah. Is that, is that a big deal, Lawrence University? Yeah, like some of the smarter kids that I knew were going there. The Trout Museum of Art and Butterfly Gardens of Wisconsin. Trout Museum, all right. I'm hoping that that's just I'm, someone's I'm, last I'm, name I'm, and I'm not thinking, the fish. I'm thinking we're drinking out of boredom here. <laughs> <laughs> I spent the whole day at the Trout Museum. Just, just fill her up. <laughs> you know what? Just I'm fucking, I'm doubling it. Just I'm double fisting. All right. You tell me what you're going to do after spending a day watching trout. And you can't even catch them. Fargo is a big city, though. Fargo is, yeah. You, you, I, I take it you've been because you grew up in this area. Well, family trips and such, you end up going through Fargo. I mean, North Dakota's a weird place. Let's see here. Then we've got Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I've only driven through it. College town. There's a University of Wisconsin, Oshkosh. <laughs> Are we blaming this all on college kids? <laughs> it's got to be, man. Because uh, everyone I'm seeing here, Missoula, Montana. Never been. That's another college town. Is it really? Yep. What is, what's there? Gonzaga or something? Missoula, Montana? Yeah. What, what school's in Montana? Missoula. Here, hold on. First, I'm going to... Let's, let's start with Fargo. We're looking at things to do in Fargo just to see if there was anything interesting. Is that where UND is? Uh, again, minor league baseball. Yeah, there's there's a... Co- yep. Yep, college town. It's another... North, North Dakota State University is in Fargo. Yep. Okay, so then... Big we hockey school. Mizzou, Montana. Let me go there. <laughs> We want to be thorough. Well, while you're looking at Missoula, we've got Grand Forks, North Dakota. I think that pretty much does it for North Dakota on the list. And that's at number eight. So North, Desco- North Dakota scored at number eight and number five. It, it, was, it was Mizzou, Montana, correct? Missoula. Missoula. M-I-S-S-O-U-L-A. I don't want to speak out of turn and give inaccurate information. Missoula, Montana. Oh, the top 10 things to do. Again, this is a TripAdvisor thing. 
Not University looking. of Montana. University. Okay, good deal. So we've, we've I wasn't another, crazy. Another college town. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't crazy. When you asked me if I was sure, I, I got you know I got the, <laughs> yeah I like, got the quiz like, jitters. I'm like, fuck, he just called me out. Jesus, <laughs> maybe it's not a college town. B B. The answer's B. Wait a minute. C looks pretty good. Could it be B? Shit. No, I know it's B. No, but C. It's got to be maybe C. See, I always do that to myself on tats. Montgomery Distillery is in Missoula. Okay, so we've got some uh, Bayern Brewery is there. Okay, so we've got booze coming out of it's here. A lot of drinking, plus a college. Yeah, and the museums aren't looking all that promising. So you you <laughs> get like, drunk and go to games, and maybe you go see some bird art. <laughs> bird art, I like it. <laughs> all right, uh, let's see. So then Grand Forks, North Dakota. Now here's one that I can speak from experience in. Uh, this is actually where I went to college, Wausau, Wisconsin. Okay, another college town. Uh, so they don't. Well, they're trying to separate. Like it's not a. Co- it's a junior college town. Well, it's not it's, working. There's there's people that aren't going to go far. Um, yeah, I a lot. two years ago when I moved up here from Texas, I just took a summer off and spent the summer in Wausau and just. Yeah, pretty much just got fucked up. How are there no towns in Texas? Um, they have a lot of dry counties out there, maybe. But I mean, surely I thought like Dallas, Fort Worth, everyone's just getting fucked up out there. I'd be, I don't even drink. And that's all I picture myself doing. In when Texas, I, that's, that's, the, that's pretty much all I did in Texas till I got the fuck out. Yeah. It was just like rattlesnakes well, and heat. I mean, well, it's not, nah, that's more of Phoenix, but I, uh, yeah, you just wake up in the morning and it's not only heat, it's fucking humidity. You just wake up in the morning and go, oh, I'm in fucking Fort Worth, Texas. I may as well have a beer. Isn't that a prison town? Fort Worth? No, that's a gold town, right? It's Fort Worth. Uh, no, you're thinking Fort Knox. That's Fort Knox. So what's yeah. in Fort Worth? It's a prison, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we've been over this before, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, there was a prison. But it's not really a prison town anymore. <laughs> Federal Correction Institute, Fort Worth. Yep, Fort Worth. So Wausau, Wisconsin, I can officially vouch for you. I can see how you made the top 10. You guys. Well, actually, it's probably me. I probably ran the score up for them. Just, I mean, they're probably just now coming down from the stats that I put up in college and that summer I spent out. Well, then again, I kind of respiked it two years ago. You're so. really painting quite a picture. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, I mean, the nice thing is, is it's like the downtown, it's like a small town. So you can just go bar hopping, get fucked up and still just be walking distance away from anything that you want to do. And they actually, since I was in college to two years ago. Uh, when I stayed out there for a summer, there's like shit to do now there. From when you were in college to the last time you visited two years ago. So actually, the last like time a I'm... decade and a half, it's changed some. Yeah, yeah. They actually have a quote unquote skyscraper now. And they, oh, they have a um, giant downtown, quote unquote downtown um, parking garage where they leveled their historic district and put up a lovely parking lot, a heated parking lot that no one uses. By the mall. I feel like no one's visiting. It's a one-story old, like, you ever, you've seen the movie The Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. You know the car chase that they have in that mall, the, like, one-floor mall? There you go. That's Wausau Mall, and they leveled their entire historic downtown district for a parking lot for that mall. I find historic towns are historic only to the people that want to remember them that way. Most of us just want it ripped down in something nice. No, it was actually, it was, it was, it was beautiful. It was, it was, it was, it was really a nice, cool part of town to go to. My favorite record store was right there. Great record store. 
great record store. Now it's a parking lot, yeah, so it he, couldn't have been that great. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I know. It's a little town. <laughs> how good's a... Yeah, well, reaction. the record store... Oh. <laughs> record store still exists. He's still there. I'll visit him from time. He just has less space now. It was great. He had a couch. You'd get drunk, go in, sit on the couch, talk music, listen to some records. This is still Wisconsin, right? Uh, yeah, we're still in Wausau. Here. And then so, what number was that? At number nine. So then uh, we've got Lacrosse, Wisconsin. School. School. Uh, Mankato, we already went School. over. Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. School. Uh, Iowa City. School. Dubuque, Iowa. Hmm. Chiropractic school, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> National American University. Dubuque, Iowa. There's got to be a school. Right? I, I, I've never even heard of the town. Dubuque, Iowa. I know of Ames. I know Clear Lake, because that's where Buddy Holly had his fun, you know, bopper. The day the music died, Clear Lake, Iowa. Uh, and then there's like that other city right next to it. <laughs> Is it a bad thing when you go to TripAdvisor and four of the five things to do are hotels? <laughs> <laughs> Stay in our lovely micro-tel hotel. Yeah, I'm still not seeing How about a Motel 6? We've got a casino, a church. Hey, if you want to, if you want to fancy it up, you can stay in a La Quinta. Do they have a La Quinta? Uh, Oh, I'm not seeing a ton. Distilleries, boat tours. It's actually looking like there's quite a bit to do here. There's a Greyhound Park, Museum of Art. That threw me off. Buses? I think it's just a place that's got to get loaded up, man. Because this is, I mean, although there's a lot to do, if you get thrown out of the one museum, there's not like a second museum. It's, Dubuque's not offering that. Okay. So next we've got uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin, Bratz. But is it a school? I don't know of a UW Sheboygan. Only thing I, I, I just know, um, like Sheboygan Bratz. Like they have Brat Fest every year. And they have those shirts. I love Sheboygan brats. That's the only thing I know about Sheboygan. Well, it's Wisconsin, so we can just assume it's, you know. Beer and brats. Right. But, I mean, this is, like, where you go for brats in Wisconsin. Right. So, uh, okay. Oh, we're changing it up. I think we're, we're getting out of the region here. Watertown, uh, Watertown, Fort Drum, New York. Really? Somebody on the East Coast crept in there. Finally. Finally. Is it a coal mine where everyone's depressed, or what happened? I have no clue. Watertown. At first, I thought it was Watertown, Wisconsin, which is college town. Right. It would make <laughs> sense. Are you sure you're not seeing a typo there? I see Watertown-Fort Drum, New York. I don't know if I trust your judgment. Okay. You see it? Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Fine. You got anything on it? <laughs> I'm still looking for a school in Sheboygan. I'm, I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, so I don't know what to tell you about. I was just excited that we got out of the region for a minute here. Um, yeah. Keep going, keep going. Uh, pulling it back in the region, Lincoln, Nebraska. I think I'd have to get fucked up if I lived Lincoln, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Isn't that University of Nebraska? Is that where that one is? Don't they play in Lincoln? Is it Lincoln? I think it's Lincoln. It's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, because then they have University of Nebraska, Omaha. So, yeah, it's, I think it is Lincoln. That's the Huskers. Uh, yeah, University of Nebraska, Lincoln is... The Huskers? The Huskers. Okay. And that's about the only thing I could think to do there, Nebraska. Driven through it. 
I mean, if you love seeing just those golden green cornfields on a drive. So you're just going to pick them apart. It's probably a very nice community full of very nice people. Uh, really? Mo- I, don't, I don't know. A lot of players said when they... 26,000 is the enrollment at the University of Nebraska. I've heard they're a bit racist. <laughs> just saying. That Why came don't you from- just shit all over them? <laughs> You've got nothing to see, nothing to do. You're bunch a bunch of, fuck- of bigots. <laughs> <laughs> just enjoy your fucking booze and your corn huskers and shut the fuck up. Uh, what number were they? Uh, they were at number 17. Number 17. No, I thought you were going to... Are you going from 1 to 20? Yeah, I, I just started off hot. So, so who was number 1? That was Green Bay. Was Remember, it? Yeah, you hated them. I assume they were 20th, maybe just because I wanted them to be. They were number, they're even number one in drinking. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <sighs> just hate them. <laughs> uh, number 18, another town that I have lived in, Fairbanks, Alaska. That makes sense. I'm telling you, I'm pulling the averages up for these places. Madison, Wisconsin, I've spent time there. Milwaukee, I've spent quality time there, too. I don't really think that this is something that you should be kind of, you know, I feel bad for these cities. Green Green Bay. I've gone to some concerts there. I feel bad. I've gone to some concerts there. I feel bad. Travis McFalls happened to these cities, and uh, oh god, poor bastards. I got something for you. you Actually, I didn't even. The funny thing, when I lived in Fairbanks, I didn't really drink that much, but you did have to be careful because a lot of people, you know, it's fucking icy, snowy out, and a lot of people would get fucked up because it's. That was was that number nineteen for that was number eighteen. That was eighteen. All right, hit me with the last two. All right, then we're going back to Iowa for number nineteen. We're going Ames, Iowa. Mm -hmm. I only know Ames because I see the sign on thirty five when you're driving through. And then I've got uh, Milwaukee, another Wisconsin closing out with Milwaukee. All right, so if those are the twenty drunkest U.S. cities, what do you think is the top? Give me the top. Okay, okay. So Wisconsin clearly swept the, the the drunk states. Right. I'm going for a Utah sweep for the sober states. Uh, I I don't have the list of the sober states, but uh, I remember glancing over it, and I think four out of the top five driest cities were in Utah. Yes. And Alabama somehow took a bunch of cities as I well. Saw Alabama and Tennessee. And a lot of a lot those. Of Alabama, a lot of Tennessee. I'm. I, God stuff, maybe? God stuff. Um, yeah, dry county stuff, probably. Because hmm. there's a lot of dry counties. Or do they just opt for drugs? They drug things? Maybe. Yeah, because I, like, I, I, like I, I did see Memphis on that list. And isn't Memphis, like, didn't that become a dirty town? Like, a lot of homicides and shit? I don't know. Maybe they gave up. Maybe that's why they're fucking killing everybody. I'd like to retain some listenership, so I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt. Memphis is probably a lovely place. Well, here's my thing with Memphis. I used to spend summers out there when I was a teenager, and I would go down to Beale Street, like the you know big blues street district area down there, and um, you know the jazz musicians like they let you hang out with them. You know they saw like ah oh, this little teenager trying to learn guitar. Were you totally unmonitored as a child? Well, you know, we grew up in a different time. It was the nineties. Uh, no, I was. Most people were monitored. At no, that so age you, going down the well, street. usually I was being monitored by my cool uncle, and so um, you know everyone has the cool uncle. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, these um, blue, my first harmonica actually, one of the blues musicians down there was like, "Hey, kid, you know, you got some stuff here. Here's a harmonica. Now add that to your arsenal." And uh, I would learn to play, and they would bring me beers. And they had, this was back when they had cigarette machines. Dude. I would walk right up to the cigarette machines, 14 years old, 15 years old, get cigarettes right out of the, 
right in front of the bartender. So much is becoming clear about you. Right on like the most, like probably one of the most busy toward like Bill Street, Memphis. And how old are we? 14, 15. You're 14. 15. Yeah, somewhere in there. Drinking and smoking in the street, the, the, in the, the streets tattered streets of, of Memphis. Memphis's blues district. Yeah. Like yeah, where I mean, Elvis kind of got his start, you know, B.B. King's got his place there. You were closely watched. I can see that. Oh, yeah. Heavily monitored. Tied into your links to all of the drunkest cities that you're, pr- you're proud to have contributed to the buildup of the drunkest cities. <laughs> so, you know what? I took one of the driest cities, too, and uh, I managed to find the fun. <laughs> now, uh, like I was saying, we mentioned the 20 drunkest cities in the United States. What would you think would be the drunkest countries in the world? I have a list of the top nine. I don't know in why the they stopped at nine, but that's a well. Maybe they can find enough to find yeah, out ten. Like, well, we're kind of full of shit, so we're only going to give you nine. Yeah, like most studies um, are complete shit. Well, binge drinking. World's a big place. Okay, okay, um, okay. It's definitely okay. Number one would be a North American, and it's got to be between Canada and the U.S. Okay, let me ask you this. There are no countries listed in the top nine in the Western Hemisphere. In the Western Hemisphere? No. Oh, man. I wonder if those those Koreans, I think they know how to party. Again, you are correct. Number five, South Korea. Yes. It's also, uh, we have a lot of military bases over there. They have a robust beer culture centered in Seoul. It ranks number one in the world according to uh, who in spirits consume by volume per capita. All right, so I the hit World dead Health square. Okay, so I hit dead square in them there. Yeah, uh, they're they're pretty wasted. I'm gonna go with the Japanese. Can I get Japanese in the bottom half? Mm, no Japanese. Uh, all right, no so Japanese. I'm at two strikes. Um, come on, Russians, save me, Russia! Ding, ding, yes? ding, ding, ding. Russian number three. All right. Uh, no brainer, blah, blah, blah. Often experience a hard life. Da, da, da. Uh, many 14 liters per person go down the gullets of Russian people every year per person. Okay. 14 liters. Ah, oh, that's nothing. Yeah, they well, can, they can take them down in green Bay, per Wausau, person. Wisconsin. That's accounting for, ch- so if Milwaukee. you children and the elderly, what are we talking about here? Oh, you know, those elderly are still drinking it. That is something. All right. Um, since uh, I scored in the top three, okay, you one have more. Two, you have two, two of the top five in South Korea and Russia. Okay. Um, Japan was give, not in the list. Wow. I thought those fuckers in knew how fact, to In fact, there okay. are... Give well, me Germany. This is incredible. Number four, Germany. Ding. <laughs> three, four, five. All right. I'm going to keep it rolling. The highest consumption of beer per capita in the world, Germany. Yep. Yep. Uh, Missing one and two, though. I know. That's what's fucking with me because it's the world. You know what? Is India on the list? No, they are not. All right. I'm out. Uh, number two is Moldova. Yeah. Like I was going to get that. Um, and the Czech Republic is number one. The Czech. Oh, Pilsner Urkel. Yep. And uh, they actually mentioned that in the article. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's named after that. But yeah, they are by far the drunkest city in the world. Some surprises. Uh, Hungary's on the list. Yeah, I could see it. The Vatican. The Vatican. Yep. 
on the list. Because everyone's going out there to party and then have their sins. They drink more wine per capita than any other. Oh, dude, that doesn't count. It's, I'm telling you, it's dude, on the list. Oh, Wineinstitute.org. That's a fucking loophole if I ever heard of well, one. Well, it's a small country. It's a, <laughs> it's small a very country. small country. Uh, the Ukraine is bringing up the rear at number nine now. Ukraine, yeah. There is one country I really felt like you would go after. Italy? The Irish. The Irish. Ireland are at number eight. At number eight. See, I, they, I don't know. Just I had some confidence in them. Uh, here's what it says. Um, uh, bah, 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 uh, stereotypes for a reason. Uh, a city famous for Irish immigrant uh, drinks more per capita than any other major city in the United States. Boston. It says Boston, a city famous for Irish immigrants, drinks more per capita than any other city in the United States. But yet it's um, not one of the top 20 drunk ass. That's how pervasive Ireland's drinking culture is. It transcends borders and generations. Year after year, Ireland finds itself comfortably in the top five whenever the World Health Organization or anyone else for that matter tries to compile data on the top beer drinking countries in the world. No, beer drinking, yeah. I would yeah, I would put them down there. I just I don't know. Ireland seemed too obvious to me. At least I was shooting for number one, number two. Well, Moldova was, yeah, it came out yeah, of left Moldova. field. Where the fuck is that? Japan was worthy, though. I mean, I've seen a lot of things about Japan. Those people look... They look like they know how to get down. Yeah, because apparently they don't do a lot of drugs. Yeah, I guess and it's all karaoke. The then. nightlife out there is pretty insane. Yeah. I, I liked where you were going with that. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, oh, that was kind of fun. Uh, let's talk... Uh, so we're going to do a little... You know, we're trying to get some more structure to the show. Right, and, right. But we don't want to talk reviews or products or whatever through the whole thing. So I'm going to co- consolidate an activity this weekend. All right. I went right. and watched Baywatch. Baywatch. <laughs> I know. We, the, the choices were Pirates of the Caribbean 4. Yeah, I probably would have chose that. Sidebar. Uh-huh. Caribbean or Caribbean? Yeah, it depends on who you ask. I think in this it would be Pirates of the Caribbean. That's what the, I hear that, but everybody's like, no, Pirates it's the of the Caribbean. Caribbean. See, I, I feel like that's like if you take a cruise, you take a Caribbean cruise. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're a pirate, you're a pirate of the Caribbean. I've never been at a, you know, uh, uh, you know, travel. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates never been to Caribbean. a travel planner and had them say, do you want to go to the Caribbean? Yeah, it's the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that was a choice. Anyway. And then there was King Arthur. So those were the three movies Ooh. I hadn't seen. I would have gone Pirates of the... <laughs> well, I, I had heard that that was really bad, but not bad in a good way. And then King Arthur has been shit on for weeks. Because, yeah, it just looks terrible. I will tell you, I will probably see both of those movies because I see every movie I can. Yes. But I was with a group, my wife and two of our close friends. Ah, uh, makes it clear now. It was voted that we were going to go to... Yeah. Now, my wife was totally against Baywatch, but was willing to go to a movie because the rest of the group was going. And so the way the movie was expressed to me was that it sort of made fun of itself mm-hmm. and and did a good job at laughing at itself being Baywatch because what a preposterous thing the television show was and to make a movie of it. Do you remember Baywatch Nights? I remember seeing a commercial was, for it. Was it Baywatch at night or did they just call it Baywatch Nights? I don't it was, remember. It was nights. It you, was their yeah. sex culture, yeah. Oh, okay. It was what they did when they weren't on the beach. This is, you know, I don't want to give you a positive review. Um, Dude, it's Baywatch. I know. And you're right. 
and I, sh- I shouldn't have, but it's really bad. It's Baywatch. Even trying to be Baywatch, it was really bad. Jim, it's Baywatch. I know. <laughs> I know. So do, I, do you have a separate system when it's Baywatch? No, you just Baywatch it. Just file it under Baywatch. It was long, too. Was so it? it felt it was a long movie that was just really bad. Baywatch. And I was there. I have a ticket to Baywatch. I have a card-carrying, paying member <laughs> of the community that saw Baywatch over the weekend. How many people do you think saw Baywatch? Should I look it up? Uh, I don't know. Man. Do you think they have us in there by name? I, I You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> James Hamilton. <laughs> weekend <laughs> box office. James Hamilton plus group. Wouldn't you just be shocked if they did well? I bet you they did better than uh, the movie I saw again this uh, week. Fox News says Baywatch bombs at box office. Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean wins Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, big surprise. So, I mean, big Disney movie coming out. You knew uh, it was going to happen. Pirates does 62.2, and it projected that worldwide at 76. Wow. Oops, that was volume on the uh, computer, so I looked this up. Um, mm. Yeah, critically during. Oh, wow. So Baywatch opened to 18.1 million over the weekend. It cost 70 million to put together. How much of that do you think went to The Rock and Zach Efron? Well, what was interesting was the film was had a lot of Chinese production, so a lot of producers and money came from China to put this together. So that's more uh, money we owe the Chinese. Uh, they were. <laughs> we owe the. Are we going to owe the the Chinese more money over fucking Baywatch? Uh, the girls weren't as hot as they should have been, so we might owe them a little more than I would have guessed. Alien Covenant, though. I bet you that took a slide. You went to that this weekend, right? Yeah. Did you? And you took a guest. Took a guest. That slid heavy. Thirteen point five. Wow. It's not a big surprise. Guardians 25-2, I told you all to see that. It's badass. That's just, uh, is that what, holding steady at number two? Oh, yeah. It's done yeah. well. Badass yep. flight. Guardians, that's gonna, go yep. see it. That's going to average out well. You too, Who'd you, you take? I took our friend Obi-Wan. Obi, for those that don't know, long-time mutual friend of ours. Long-time mutual friend. Uh, just go back a ways with this guy. And uh, him and I, both uh, Alien and Aliens, two of our favorite films of all time. Uh, we've watched... Aliens numerous times together. Um, not so much the Ridley Scott one, a little bit, but he did watch Prometheus. He didn't really get Prometheus. And I tried to re-explain to him what happened in Prometheus. And I'm sure he got it fine. He was just trying to lightly tell you he didn't like it. Yeah, well, now he... Because he... you're a freak, so to tell you you don't like an Aliens movie is to hurt you. And he's probably like, I just don't really get it. God, it sucked. <laughs> um, no, there are ones that I will tell you sucked. Um, I did not think Prometheus was one of those. I was a Prometheus fan. Um, and he didn't mind Prometheus. He was just kind of like, okay, well, that was different. Hopefully it goes in a better direction. Mm-hmm. It did not go in a better direction for this guy. He uh, didn't like it, huh? I've never seen him so pissed off at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did pay to see a movie. He doesn't like that in the first yeah, place. Yeah, he paid matinee price to see a movie. Paid under $10 to see it. Uh, which nowadays is pretty much a steal. He was probably sticker shocked to him. He doesn't go to flicks. Right. Um, yeah. Under 10 bucks. I was, I was, I was jazzed. Um, seeing it the second time didn't do anything better. It actually lowered my score of the movie. 
Mm, that sucks. Yeah, I was hoping that maybe there was, you know, I would catch some things that I missed. Some things that we picked apart, the landing on water and stuff like that was actually, I caught that good. But um, once again, that movie, by the time it got to the third act, I was ready for it to be over. And Obi certainly was. He said he almost walked out, you were saying earlier. He almost walked out. He really wanted to walk out. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's right to just say that he's a homophobe. That would be a rough... Well, <laughs> yeah, because I don't know how to, I mean, I've seen him work with, he's one of those guys that. He's very polite to everyone. Yes. He does not have a mean approach to anyone and usually finds the humor in things. Usually. Um, but he wouldn't sit down and watch two guys kiss and be okay with that. He would be, you would physically see a reaction from him. Of yes. Just, I want to leave. He's very Discomfort. much, yes, he's very much one of those guys that. You know, how would he say, Jesus Christ, two girls making out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fellas, come see this. And I'm like, why, why do I want to see two girls that are making out with each other? I'm not involved. Am I involved with it? Okay. Then what do I care? Um, yeah, he wouldn't even understand he, that reply. He would not anymore. understand that reply. And so in the scene, there's a very philosophical moment between two androids. Where both men. Both played by Michael Fassbender. It's basically almost a narcissistic um, philosophical scene essentially but it is the the identities of these robots and he's teaching them how to play the flute and we all know what you do with a flute you put it in your mouth and you blow and you finger it <laughs> and <laughs> the way you're saying it just and that's the way and that's the way it was so obtuse well, and it's the way it was put in the movie, you know? Okay, put it in your mouth. Well, there well, were robots talking. Right, there were robots talking. Right, now I'll do the fingering. And <laughs> that's a line. It's a line from the movie. Ah, oh, Jesus. Now, no me having gr- now, me having grown up playing saxophone, I understand, like, some of these concepts, you know? Like, yeah, I've had to work on the blowing and the fingering. That has nothing to do... <laughs> your culturedness has nothing to do with his feeling on this So. Scene. Um, he, he was, he was ready to bolt. He was, <laughs> he was not having anything to do with the blowing or the fingering. Tell me you heard him audibly say, what the fuck? Tell me you heard that. No, I felt him, un- I felt him uncomfortably shift in the chair next to me. <laughs> um, at the point, you know, you can read the body language. He kind of was just sitting loose, you know, both legs down. Uh, and then of course he crossed his leg opposite facing me, you know, to be as doodly as possible, right? He wouldn't want to cross his legs in towards me. You're really so he, bored this he physically. Yeah. Time. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, I'm just trying to see if philosophically I missed anything between the two robots talking, you know, like, hey, maybe there was this big thing that I missed. <laughs> between them coming on to one another? Well, no, essentially it was the old Fossbender robot coming on to the new. He uh, wasn't even coming on to him. Jesus Christ. Super funny. And so, but then there's a scene where he kisses the other robot right before he fucking kills him. <laughs> right. And that was sort of his way of disarming, distracting the robot, you know, that kiss and then wham. And then he sh- shoves up the flute <laughs> through his neck or through his ear holes. Yeah, it didn't, it was, it really was an asexual. It wasn't like man, man. It was. Yeah, it, it was, to different. me, it was asexual. And it was, yeah. And it was just also showing you. <laughs> How psychopathic uh, the character of David, you know, just that rabbit hole that he had went on. 
went down from all those years of isolation. And, you know, what happens to this android that's programmed a certain way that just has a brain that won't shut up? Super funny. And, uh, <laughs> and so he just couldn't take it. And then when it gets to the Jesus Christ, we only had, we only had one good alien scene. He thought the uh, neomorphs, oh, what was that? Just cute little babies. Just cute little babies attacking. Like, dude, did you see what they did? They fucked shit up. You, you lost him, though. Once he felt like it was a pseudo... Yeah, when it wasn't kind of well, thing. first when the neomorphs come and there wasn't the big payoff of like a xenomorph, like an alien alien, you know, he and I kind of thought this too. Like, when they after the terrible backbursting scene, when the little alien comes out and it's just all little and tiny and then goes and attacks the chick. Mm-hmm. But at first, when you see the little alien, you got like I was expecting someone in the theater to go, Oh, so cute, <laughs> you know. And well, he, yeah. he, he was almost that guy. He just thought they were adorable little tiny aliens. And, uh, yeah, there was nothing to him. Was he angry with you? He was so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> he was so pissed off. Jesus Christ, man. You knew that that shit was in there. You knew that that was in the movie. And you still let me go see it? What the fuck here, dude? We're not talking about taking a seven, seven-year-old to, like, you know, a fucking Jason movie. Like... You know, we're not talking about taking a 10-year-old to a fucking porno. He took it personal. Yeah. He felt like you should have been looking out for him. Right. And I told him, I was like, dude, it was a fucking alien movie. All right? You knew Jim didn't like it. You knew I was kind of like middle of the road on it. (laughs) You knew Jim didn't like it. I didn't hate it. Right. I think we're starting to, especially after the second time, I think we're in the same boat. A four. Uh, I'm a little generous. I'll give it a six. We'll give it a cumulative score of five. You're telling me that's an above average film. Yes, just because of the sound and uh, no, imagery. You go fuck yourself. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was terrible. It, was, it, it wasn't good. It really wasn't good. However, I, you, I enjoyed the first act. The, the first act was good. And then it just starts going downhill. Do you have a scale in relationship to budget? Like someone gives you $100 million and you end up. With oh, that this. movie should have been way better. Right. It should have been at least the seven that I initially gave it. <laughs> You're dropping your own score. I dropped my score. Um, Why can't I be and, there for those moments? I love. I the, Obi gets angry so seldom <laughs> that when he actually does flip out, it's he, he, fantastic, like, dude. You would swear that, like, like in a weird way, he was acting like he was acting like my girlfriend. I can't believe you just took me to see that movie, <laughs> Travis. He walked straight to the car. Just let me in the car. Let me in. I don't even want to, like, like I'm trying to have a cigarette with him afterwards. Maybe just discuss, you know, like, was there anything you liked in it? He just polishes his cigarette quick, flicks it out, just gets in the car, sits in the car, waits for me to finish my cigarette. Just, he didn't, he didn't even smoke with you. He took his cigarette. No, he took his cigarette down super quick, flicked it, got right in the car, sat down. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm not even close to done with mine, but okay, I guess so. Was that part of the problem? Like, was that he he wasn't able to smoke during the movie, so he got the noids, and then by the time you guys got out, he was, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised he didn't walk out at some point to at least just have a cigarette. So, I mean, that told me that he at least wanted to see what would happen. Sure. You know, because normally every movie you go to with the guy, he said he was going to walk out. He did say that. Like, I'm ready to walk out. He was so pissed at me. He 
He threw quite the tantrum. Hmm. Why? Why? <laughs> so, in effect, Obi Wan attacked you. It wasn't life. It was Obi. It was Obi. Obi was pissed. He just, like, he just wouldn't shut up about it. Literally, it was just on a loop the entire car ride home. Like, I was going to maybe hang out, have a drink with him afterwards, try to discuss it. I just, and I got to his house. I was just like, oh, I'm sorry, man. All right, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> now, you are a self-proclaimed art snob, are you not? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I can't run with the best, but I know, I know some things. Okay. I'd like to have a little discussion about this. While you were at a movie with Obi, I was down at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. What do you think I was there for? An art exhibit? I was there for Guillermo Guillermo. del Toro's art exhibit. See, I like that you pronounced it Guillermo. I went to high school, or yeah, I went to high school with a Guillermo in Italy. Spelled exactly the same way as del Toro's name. Uh, But yeah, we pronounced it Guillermo, just because we're English. But let me guess, were they like, Guillermo? Yeah, I was very passionate, and when you said it the way that I just said it, they were often trying to correct me. I'm around, there's literally hundreds of people in this exhibit. Right. And they're correcting you on how you're now, saying Now, who were they? Was it Guillermo himself? He's not there. Yeah, I'm sure Guillermo would be just fine with you calling him Guillermo. Those of you to, who don't know who I'm talking about, this is the same guy that directed Pacific Rim. He did Hellboy. He did Pan's Labyrinth, uh, Mimic. He's huge in the horror movie genre. He, yeah. he used to write for Gore Magazine. And there's, I mean, he's just Mr. Artsy Fartsy kind of yeah. horror movie guy. Yep. Yeah, he's a name. Um, the Strain TV series, he was a big part of the creator and, and, and things with some of those episodes. He's, uh, he just did the new Pacific Rim, which is a huge monster war movie type deal. Um, pretty well known, pretty well known dude. Uh, even did the uh, screenplay for The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Oh, and the really? guy is the guy's done some shit, right. and he's put together a personal art collection that's touring the country, and it's been at the Minneapolis Art Institute for, or is it the Minneapolis Institute of Art? I don't know. One of the two. Okay. MIA or MAI? One or the other. Caribbean, Caribbean. What have you. So it's been a while since I've been down there, and it's a lot of modern art. I don't think I've been down there since my early 20s. (sighs) How do you remember the crowd? Well, usually I was pretty fucked up with a bunch of my other friends that uh, I knew from college that were art students. Mm -hmm. So usually we were just kind of walking around having fun. Like blazed or drunk? Like blazed. Okay. This is a Sunday before Memorial Day, and I'm there again with these very same friends that I dragged to Baywatch. See, they took me to something real, you know, sophisticated, and I took them to <laughs> Baywatch. Baywatch. <laughs> right. Welcome to my world. Right. <laughs> and you're surrounded by a group of people, some of which dress up like they're dressed oh, like to the they're nines. going, yeah, yep, yep, red carpeting it. I had a 3 30 ticket. Okay. So it's 3.30 in the afternoon on Sunday, and we've got suit and ties and jewelry and the whole thing to take in the exhibit. Now, you did it? Did you suit and tie it? Did I? No. <laughs> no, I think I wore my Vince car- Carter jersey and... Maybe some cargo shorts? Yes, yes. <laughs> fatigue cargo shorts, maybe, and a hat. Uh, okay. Like, okay. I was just cruising around. I thought we were going to go see this right. horror movie exhibit. Rocking some sneaks? And all of us... Well, 
I was not the worst. You, you poke at me. There were the group that were dressed nice, and then I was actually upper middle. Ooh. Many like uh, let me guess, dirty, greasy, dreadlocks kinda, in, uh, in 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 they haven't quite artist, become poor artist looking, very, starving artists, starving artists. They would try uh, to pull that off. Yeah, They'd try to pull that. Although off. Although they probably live in a loft downtown that their parents are paying for. They're taking notes. They have very sophisticated opinions, none of which I understand. Right. I was turned off by it. I don't know. When I was young, I was able to bullshit with all those guys. Now I. Yeah, it's, I don't really go to those exhibits too much because it is a little off-putting to me. It's like, dude, art is art. It's subjective. Let me look at a piece. Let me get out of it what I get out of it and say la vie, you know? You've already got so much further than me. <laughs> I'm walking around. and see, So I started at the Del Toro exhibit. So it's all cool modern shit, you know, the, right. the guns from Hellboy and the crazy illustrations for pre-concept art for his movies. I mean... Plus, he's got collected art from many of many other people he's fans of, from comic books to creators. I mean, just a breadth of amazing stuff. Right. And we leave that, and it's short. It's about seven or eight rooms. Probably took about an hour to get through them, and it was kind of crowded, which was irritating. So I was in close proximity to many posers. I felt like there were a lot of posers. Oh, there always are. It was bad. There's always posers. I mean, everyone, that's... When I went to school for acting, one of the reasons I hung out with the art kids was because they were more fun than the acting kids. Because the acting kids were always trying to act like whatever character they were playing and given play or whatever. But then after a while, you know, even then with the art kids, though, yeah, everyone's always... There's a lot of posturing in that community. Bad posture for one. That's what I could do at the... The art kids do not stand up straight. There's a lot of slouching. Okay, Jesus Christ. I didn't mean posture. I know what you meant, <laughs> but I noticed a lot of, a lot of poor, yeah. poor posture. Um, I mean, fortunately, I ran with a good group of art kids. There wasn't a lot of pretension or anything. But then, you know, you'd go out and you'd go to museums and stuff. And yeah, people, a lot of posturing. Just, well, I think of this, or this, or that, and da, 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 and oh, that's bullshit, but that is great. And see the accent you have right there. Where the fuck did that come from? They create their own accents. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, not British. It's not Britain. It's not quite French. No. And it's not quite Italian. It's a hundred percent douche is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's super fucked up. Yeah. It, it's very, um, what was the word you use or posery? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why for me just, um, like what's a bat whom? This guy's like, do you know where the, he kept on saying a bat whom, bat whom. Oh, I'm the like, bathroom? Yeah. See, I and sp- I heard him talk. God, is it, is it bad that I speak this language? So You must. I speak it pretty fluently, apparently. Um, now, I could pick, you could pick it up because it, you're listening to me in this isolation. It's different, but I'm walking around art exhibit. I'm not uh, going yeah. towards a bathroom. This guy is poking me saying that. I'm trying to detect if it's a different language, and then I hear it's him not, talk to other people. It's not. And it's fucking douche. He's speaking douche. Yeah, he's speaking English, just, um, yeah, you... <sighs> Yeah, you just find Super this upsetting. little. Yeah, it's. And this was your group? One of my groups. I hung out with a lot of people. Many people took the day as an opportunity to create within themselves their own dress that is a, a, a yeah. piece of art. Well, I guess a lot of my exposure with the art community was through music because even though I was like an acting student, obviously I played guitar. And so we would kind of hook up with the art kids and start bands. That seems because pretty like, adolescent. Because I love, you know, like, well, I love bands like the Talking Heads and stuff like that. So, 
seems less artsy and Sonic more, Youth. Yeah. you know, it's just more being a just adolescent. Yeah. And just, well, early twenties, start a band, early twenties. Yeah. You're so, like you're like early twenties. Well, I, I early twenties, teenage years, early twenties. You know, like when you're in co- high school, college age. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I got a lot of exposure to that. Plus, I mean, I lived in fucking Italy. I got to go to a lot of exhibits. So again, I'm walking through <laughs> many it. many of the pieces <laughs> through this this this. It's a it's a fairly large building. I I'd liken it to like a large bank, <laughs> and. Uh, a lot of it I didn't get. <laughs> I got to be honest. Many rooms I was sitting there looking you know at what? was. Here's and the I thing, Jim. Here's the thing. 95% of the people there didn't get it either. Okay? They just put on an accent and just spout off the first bullshit that comes to their head. And that's how you know that they quote unquote got it. Because they tell you. I was in a room. The people that probably actually got it didn't say a fucking goddamn word. I was in a room with a guy looking at a famous tornado okay. that had hit the Twin Cities. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's the photograph of the tornado, like right. 18 something, right? Okay. And someone had painted a picture from the photograph. And the dude was legit crying looking at the painting. And it's too long ago for him to have lost some I was about significance. To say, were you there? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember this tornado? And I had this guy, because I was, I don't know, I can be a bit of a prick if I think people yeah, you are can. disingenuous. Well, yeah, oh, oh this is, yeah. <laughs> so, you you amongst art people is not good. It wasn't it wasn't no. great. See, for me, the actor in me just has fun around art people because you can just kind of, you know, like I said, I'd go in there blaze. And just kind of, all right, <laughs> let's do this. That might have been, a, that could have helped. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of walking, though, to be stoned. Oh, no, I love walking when I, well, when I was younger, I did. I need to get back into that. I need to just start getting blazed and go walking again. I was intercepted by a fine arts major who was working as a security slash, what do they call themselves, a liaison, art liaison, or arts. They have a special name for themselves in the okay. building. okay. And uh, I was going to confront him about why he was crying. He was the guy that was crying. No, I was being intercepted by the liaison as I was approaching the man crying. Oh. It was clear I was going to, I wanted answers. Right, right. Like, did you get just broken up with? Are you okay? Because it clearly couldn't be your connection to art. And no, this no, person, it is, but it is. This person cut me off and just sort of like escorted me to the other room to talk to me. And then didn't talk to me. We're just happy they moved me through the room so that this person could have their moment. Right. That's kind of what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you just let them have their moment. <sighs> let, them, let them have their, put on their show. Typically, it's a show. Sometimes art really does move you. I mean, when I saw the Jean-Michel Basquiat Andy Warhol exhibit, I mean, I would just stand there. Just There was a fridge he painted. It was fucking awesome. Just stood in front of it forever. Uh, another one was just him describing essentially like this jazz music that he um, was either listening to or creating in his head. And, uh, you know, I just stared at it and stared at it and like just through him painting what was going on through his, you know, I was able to hear this sound in my head, at least in my interpretation of what this song was. Did you take a class to get that or? No, I've never taken an art class. I suck at art. Like I'm all stick figures. So, um, like I said, I just hung out with a lot of art students. Um, and I think the re- reason why is because I'm a little envious of them. That's like sort of one of the forms of um, medians of art 
that I am just god awful at. Mm-hmm. Like I'm all like I said, I am all fucking stick figures. Or I can like I can trace you some Charlie Brown comics if you want. I can trace the fuck out of Snoopy, especially Red Baron Snoopy. How about primitive art? Primitive art. Well, you I'm, mean like the uh, Pollock where you just throw a bunch of paint at a canvas and uh, make millions off of it? They were walking us through Native American art and through like South American um, Native art and African art. Yeah. And then you see European art and the European art has got lots of color. I mean like they're painting, in fact, pictures. But mm-hmm. when we're showing the pieces in South America and North America, it was not. And you call that primitive art? That's what they called it, primitive, primitive art. art. Oh, it was okay, in a primitive art building, and okay. then it was Native American. And then you, you wanted uh, to find... I, I wonder what they would call archaeology. <laughs> I don't know, but people were having re- reactions to that, too. And I yeah. just I found myself very out of place. I could see that. I could see that. I mean, um, I'm, I'm not an ape, right? Like, I, I'm not devoid of emotion. No, I mean, it's just not your, you know, it's not your bag, you know? Like Monet. I get his use of pastels or whatever. I mean, I, I could get it. Right. But for me, walking through an art building, I don't need to take a lot of time. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I quickly I, glance. That's yeah. nice. Move along. Right. And I mean, some pieces I do that too. I'm just like, okay, got it. Good. Next. Um, yeah. For me, like I said, I can't draw for a shit, but I don't know. I just, uh, art intrigues me. Um, I, I love like, art. Almost I've, everything that I, I enjoy is art. Yeah, I've had a huge, you know, I think just that's a lot of it, just the conversations you have with people. Uh, the problem is when you put them in a museum or exhibit type setting, just the bullshit tends to ramp up more. If you get someone one-on-one, you're going to get a lot more out of them. Oh, they're smug and pretentious and they try to they try to wield knowledge at you like it's a weapon to sort yeah. of like fend you off. Now, some of those people never turn it off. You get them at a bar, and you're one-on-one, and you've switched to beer at this point, and they're still drinking their, you know, fucking spritzer or whatever, um, whatever the drink du jour is, and, uh, and they still just never turn the same way with people that act. They just never fucking turn it off. And that, that's when I got to walk away. Hmm. Well, it was a thought of you. So I, I, in fact, I took a picture. Of James, James Cameron, the alien concept uh, the, art for, uh, for the alien L- planet for LV four two six. I went fucking nuts. That was, was like, cool. Yeah, I was like, "Where the fuck are you, man?" Part of his collection, right? Ah. So when I was taking a picture of that, this oh. boyfriend, this boyfriend and girlfriend were laughing that I was taking a picture of it. <laughs> They're like, "That's the one he likes." Yeah, that's his picture, right? Like, fuck you, dude. Right. That's a James Cameron concept piece from like only one of the greatest movies fucking ever. This set the tone for me to be quite a prick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with those pe- I don't know. I just would have, I don't know. I would have found a different way to come back at him. I really wanted, like, I was almost found myself towards the middle of the exhibit <laughs> looking for the assholes. Like, oh, okay, you're a douche. See, I would have just gone up to them while they're just trying to figure out, like, some fucking just blatantly, just, you know, just some picture, just like, oh, it's a, it's a schooner. <laughs> <laughs> Nice reference. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> like, that's what I would have done. That's how I would have gotten them back. Uh, all right, let's get out of this zone. It's a, it's a negative zone. It's giving me. <laughs> yeah, you're getting off. Because I do like uh, everything yeah, I, I love. I can see your back getting just tight. Ah, pricks, just pricks. <laughs> the, if you, it, it should be. I know he's got several exhibits touring the country. If you get a chance to check him out, it was cool. It was worth the price of admission. $20, actually. 20 whole dollars. 
Rusty Museum was free. All right. Just saying. Just oh. saying. Oh, if I wanted to get out of the house? No, I'm saying Del Toro was money because it was interesting, and the rest of it was free. <laughs> Just saying. So wait, was the Cameron, was that in the free or the Del Toro? You paid for that. Ah. I already yeah. got, what do I need to go for? I got the picture. Well, it's gone now. Oh. They wrapped it up on Monday, so. Uh, oh. Well, at least I got the picture. We promised, and we're doing better at this, we promised to get back to... We know when we tease items in previous episodes, oh, we're actually yes. going to talk about something we talked about in the episode before, <laughs> rather than just completely disregarding it. Yeah, yeah. I like how we wait towards uh, the end to do this, but yeah. Are we at the end? I don't think we're. Well, at the we're end. towards the end. We're in the back nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you that. You know, we didn't end the last show and then come right in with it. <laughs> but we're organized. We're getting more organized. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. As requested. Maybe, maybe next week we'll like bump up what we tease this week towards. The front nine. We could. We, we could. could. We got really into drinking. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Or not fuck the drinking thing, but yeah. Yeah, we... Anyway. Anyway, so we had been going back and forth through text about an article you had found yeah. about dating in Iceland, which actually sort of propelled the segment that we have going on each week on POF, or Plenty of Fish and Travis. Yeah. Uh, which I'll, we'll talk about after this. I like an update on where you're at with that. I don't know. Over a holiday weekend, you, you probably haven't experienced much, many games. You, you know what? You know what? We may as well just do it now. Okay. Because maybe that'll lead into Iceland. So we'll go to we'll go to POF now. So yeah, let's just do POF because there's not much to report because Travis has low self-esteem. <laughs> like, here's the way Jim describes this to me. Dude, just cast a fucking million lines. All right. You got to have armor. You got to have armor. My armor is my heart, and my heart is on my sleeve, man. You know, like that's the, I don't know. That's the kind of fucking idiot that I am. And so, so disappointing. And so, I mean, I'm finding girls that are like, Trans. like I'm like, hey, I might talk to her. And then what, did, what, what was it? Wright County? I'm like, well, where the fuck is Wright County? I look it up. Wright County, prison. <laughs> like, Travis, I'm not, I'm not mad. No? I'm disappointed. Disappointed. I'm disappointed disappointed you literally don't know these people at all i know i had i started a good conversation with one and then it just sort of went off into space and that's okay that that can happen at the store at the coffee shop anywhere you can start a conversation when they can float away yeah she was nice but it just sort of the weekend the, the the memorial day weekend happened which by the way is for um the veterans who served in war that have died so memorial, we're remembering those. Whoa, 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 the- back up. Okay, the difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day is that Memorial Day is for veterans that served in a war and passed. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that, uh, that have died in service of the country. And Veterans Day is just if you served. If you served. Okay. Yeah, Veterans Day is for the survivors and the you know, servicemen. And the, uh, Memorial Day is for those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Okay, now back to you, now which I, you conveniently switched the subject from. Did you like how I did that? It's awkward, but we'll go with it. Why is this so difficult? This should be fucking easy. It's not only free; it's an app on your phone. It's easy. I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm too much. You know. I. I. I guess because I think that there's a person on the other end, which there is. Yeah. And are yeah. you rude to them? No. No, actually, they're <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, you got an art. An art accent. No. <laughs> I um. It, it's actually just um, maybe too, like whenever I bring up their interests, like this was like, it's way too soon to be talking about music. 
but that's what you said you like to talk about. You like to talk about music. The other mm. one, oh, I like to talk about books. I, you know, we know what happened last week on that story. So then this week, yeah, I was just kind of like, hey, like music. And then, but then she got back to me. She was like, whoa, you know, think I was a little too aggressive with you on that. Sorry. Sorry. It was too soon to talk about what kind of music you like? Yeah. That's probably a good indicator that we can just pass on that one. Okay. Okay. Like if you walked up to a girl and said hi and her immediate reaction was to be a bitch to you, like we can pass on that. Right. So, but she came back. She apologized, said, I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. But then I kept asking, like trying to dig for questions like, okay, well, this is like, because she said, I'm very into art and discussions about art. And that music, should have killed it right all there. Kinds of, and see, for you, that would have been a killer. That, that's boner poison it, for Jim. It's gym. clearly a killer for you too. And so I tried. I tried to engage, and then, like, literally, I would get nothing back. Like, okay. Boner poison. <laughs> Jesus. And so it just took us. Did the poison take a second to second? You could say that now on our show <laughs> that goes across the globe, but can't, can't <laughs> but, say but, hi uh, to a girl on a dating site. <laughs> right. Okay. I got the. I got well, my, you know, these people are like at the campfire with me. I feel like I'm telling campfire stories here. Like, I can talk to you around the campfire. You know, when it comes to some strange girl that I don't know. With a conversation that's going nowhere, I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm blowing it or like I'm stupid. Facebook's like, pretty connected, and you posted a picture of yourself on a parked boat, not in the water, in Ugg boots, Hawaiian shorts, in a Capitol shirt, clearly blasted. Re- recreating Washington crossing the Delaware. Right. I was Washington. You don't feel like that's a little more forward or foreboding? Is foreboding the word I want to use? No. More... Um, not forthright. I'm searching for the right word here. It'll come to me, but more of that word. Okay. No. (laughs) I feel like that's way more frontal and out there than it is. It was for fun. Hey, what's up? It was fun. It was for fun. But many people. Hey, what's up? It's not always for fun. That's, that's, that's awkwardness. You need to look at dating way different. It's your attitude that sucks. My attitude is that sucks. Yes. Why does, why do I have to date? (laughs) <laughs> um, for those of you who shouldn't be listening to this While well, we discussed certain things that we were going to do That were entertaining and would hit people In a way that they could connect with And since the majority of people are single And you are in fact single and I am not <laughs> You are the nominated individual to go through this experience And share it with our listenership Because they might find it in- an interesting Or maybe even connect with you on the matter I would be happy to do it However I am married and that would be well Not good God. The dark lord would come down on you so you have been nominated to do this, which you happily accepted at a meeting we were at and said, yes, I like it. But then you handed me the phone because you were too shy to continue filling out your profile, which I happily did. And I asked you the questions you answered back. Boom. We had a profile. We even got interaction almost right away. And somehow every time you got interaction, you would shrivel like notice a how dried you had, no, peanut. Did you notice how you said we got interaction? We... Yes, we the show. It's it's a, it's a thing for the show, and it, I, that's hard for me, man. It's so much pressure. Why on these shoulders? If you strike You're out, such a dick. You can keep striking out. It's interesting how you struck out, why you struck out, what was your approach. Right now, they send you a text back, and I feel like you put serious thought into how you're going to reply. I do. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I just can't be like a supper, you know? Just, sup. Sup. You want some supper? Sup. What if that works? I don't want 
You'd rather starve yeah. than hunt. Yeah, I don't want my boner near someone that's like going to go for a guy that says sup. Maybe she thinks it's ironic. Sup. Yeah, like I clearly this guy wouldn't say that, but it's funny he approached it that way. No? Fuck you. What about, what about just hi? I've tried hello. Yeah. Hello is different than hi. Usually whenever I send a hello out, I, I've gotten back. I've gotten a couple that have said hello and I haven't responded back to. How about just wink? Because hello feels kind of creeper. You spelled the whole thing out. Why not just hi? Um, because I don't speak new speak. You know, I have a brain. You're lazy. I'm lazy because I spell about hello your out. That's right. You need you need to modify your I think approach. you suppers are lazy. Okay, okay. Let's mix in a little Iceland then to support my point. Oh, yes, Iceland. This is apparently where I need to go. Or <laughs> Well, I don't or, think you should. I don't think I should either. <laughs> so we've, we've, we've un- uncovered an article. Where did we find this article? Do you remember? Was it the... V- uh, not the... V- not v- Rooster? Rooster. The Rooster, uh, which is uh, the rooster.com. Yeah. Don't ask me how I found it. It was just you happen stance across it, yeah, right? yeah. Just some internet scrolling and uh, came across it, <laughs> which means you were probably doing something just super shady online, like one of those clear my histories if I die things. Yeah, and you ran into this. Maybe <laughs> you're single. I maybe, get it. Maybe I was just checking my Facebook. Yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> At any rate, why was the article interesting to you? Because I, I have thoughts on it. Um. Just, I mean, the title alone, Iceland's casual sex culture is the most liberal in the world, but it comes at a cost. And slam thinking AIDS. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a good assumption. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's see how many people have AIDS in Iceland. So the gist of it is, in Iceland, sex may happen before you learn a person's first right. name. Oh, and the o opening uh, line to it is, if you like the fuck, then you'll love Iceland. You are selling tickets to Iceland as we speak. Yes. I can hear the search, <laughs> internet search. Travel from Chicago to Iceland. <laughs> My passport is in order. <laughs> and isn't it also uh, many magazines and travel guides and well, you said television you knew shows have said that Iceland is full of the prettiest people? I thought that was Sweden. But no, I've heard good things about Iceland. It's all Kevin those- Costner came out and said it's the only place for a single guy to go, and that was after his second or third divorce. So shortly after Waterworld, he was singing the praises of Iceland. Iceland, yeah. So essentially what they do is, in Iceland, they just go out, and you don't really talk. You just go out to a dance club, and you dance. And if the girl likes the way you dance, or the guy likes the way you dance, if you're a girl, or whatever. If the person you're interested, you know. And you don't even go dancing with one person. You just dance with everybody. But at the end of the night, if you f- start feeling chemistry towards one person, then you go home, you fuck, mm-hmm. and then whoever is on the road goes home, while the person with home bed advantage just sleeps in. No coffee, no hello, how are you? No small talk? No small talk, Nothing. Now, in the article, they have spoken to many people living this lifestyle, and they have said that they determine whether or not they even want to get to know a person's personality based on their performance in the bedroom. Right. So if the first time goes good, it goes well, then maybe you see each other out again at a club, Mm -hmm. and maybe you want to try it again, 
Because they don't really talk about how you hook up a second time. Did you find it interesting that women are at the front of this culture? Yes. This is a very female-led, what would you call it, thing. Uh, female. Um, it's not a movement. It's, it's really not just a, movement. a, it's just a cultural. Yeah, it's just cultural. The females are, I mean, they're there. They're empowered. Yeah, like the it, one of the one of the examples of the um, author of this article or writer, if you will, said was uh, he he posed a question towards her: "What would you call a girl that slept with eight or nine people within like a week?" Yeah, yeah, a week. She said a rock star, right? Yeah, or a badass, a badass. Yep, whore and slut, and those terms are not the, the, part of their culture at all. Non-existent. Yep. I thought it was an asinine to, and obviously this is very forward thinking. Let me ask you, mm-hmm. sleep with nine girls in a week. How do you feel about yourself? If I'm me, I'm like going to the VD clinic every day for the next, oh, three months. So you have a bout of hypochondria. Okay. Yeah, I have a huge bout of hypochondria. Right. Probably not thinking I'm like the greatest person in the world. Is it a confidence builder for you? Have you conquered? Uh, like maybe when I was 21, yeah, 22. Oh, so now it's an age thing. So, I mean, I, like at this age, I don't, if, I don't, I don't, you know, if I did that, I'd just feel like I'm a fucking, just kind of a gross old person. Not even old, just a, I just feel like I'm a gross person. I don't know. Nine people, man. I barely have like, time to make myself dinner. <laughs> right. If, well, but night. you have to think our cultures are so different. To do, to do it with nine people in a week and our, like. It's a lot of work. It's so much work in our culture. First of all, not a good dancer. So it's <laughs> unlikely that will happen. Well, that's in their culture. Well, that's, I guess in our culture, maybe there's first some of all, dancing. I'm married would be. First of all, I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, I'm a bad dancer. Right. You, so, however, even when I was a, de- I mean, when I, you know, went out dancing and stuff, I had a little bit of that. But you still had small talk and got to know the person. You went out dancing. Yeah, you you know this. Yeah, you know Blocked this. Blocked it out. Yeah, I used to I used to go out dancing, clubbing, if you clubbing, will. if you will. Yeah. There you go, clubbing. Um. You know, in my high school, college years, mm-hmm. 80s night particularly, was up my alley. All right, let's back it up. Let's say you go to a club and you met a girl and there was this very European-esque interaction where she just gives you these coy glances and you end up back at her apartment and you are now, the whole future of this relationship is based on your bedroom performance and you know that and you're into her, but you haven't talked to her yet. How's that go for you? I think fine. Do you overdrink? No. Are, is there a nervousness to it? Well, I mean, I don't know. I've had situations like that where I've overdrank, and I've had situations like that where it's gone quite swimmingly. Mm-hmm. Now, um, but however, quite, it is quite swim, swimmingly. swimmingly yes. It's gone quite swimmingly. It went quite swimmingly. I don't know if you there use was, that <laughs> word, if that's true. Swimmingly. Keep going. About what? Just feels the swimmingly. Does this feels swimming evening. Mm, we had a, sw- a we're swimming, swimming evening. evening. Yes, yes. It went quite sexfully. It was uh, a poor girl. She probably still showering from it. Like he said, yeah. swimmingly. It was said, terrible. Is it swimmingly? Yeah, it went swimming. No, I mean, I, I, I've had people where, um, yeah, I've built relationships just on physical attraction. Like you've never had a summer fling. We're not talking about me right now, Travis. We're talking about <laughs> you. Okay, what do you want to know? Well, <laughs> what the fuck are you asking me? Well, I'm asking you. See, this if, is like hard for you. Like you're getting all fucking rosy cheeked over there. You're not even the one answering questions. 
I never put a lot of stock in in it. So I didn't feel one way or the other about the person I was what, with. Sex? Yep. I never You're that, that guy. W- that wasn't the meat of the relationship. Right. I mean I'm a I'm a romantic too here, but I did have an age, early twenties, where I enjoyed going out. And I enjoyed having sex. Yeah. But I think we all do. Hopefully. Yeah. We all enjoy sex. Yeah. But I'm an odd combination of ser- serial monogamy and um, vacancy towards You've never strangers. had a one-night stand? Sure. Yeah. So but, think of it in those terms. But. But it's a little different. Because out here, it's sort of, there's like that stigma. Oh, I just not for guys. Guys mm. conquer, girls are. No, my guy friends actually. A lot of my guy friends that I know haven't had one-night stands, and they gave me shit. Like, yeah, one-night stand? I don't know. Well, it's an art crowd. Yeah. Better go get yourself tested a zillion times. Thanks for that, guys. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Um, you know what? Yeah. No. No. Uh, if we have if we have a bottle laying around, no. Just I'll 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 pour my own glass. Thank you, Travis. It's heavily circumstantial, though. I mean, most of the time, I can remember going out with the. Uh, that was my mission to meet a girl. Right. And, uh, terrible. And you never just down met a girl? in flames. Terrible. Ninety nine percent of the time. It's just I'm not a I'm not that guy. Yeah, I you know I had my successes and I had my failures. Um, although I wouldn't really try unless I didn't have a good like intuition on it. And I think that's a lot of what is going on. And I because you start dancing around and you start getting that vibe with the other person, and it starts kind of growing stronger and stronger as the night leaves. And the next thing you know, it's like hey, you know, I'm not done. Are you done? I'm not done. Well, let's keep going. I've Here, got a place. Hear that, hear that I could see how you're kind of building it and you're interacting with this person. But in the article, they clearly state that people it's stay until dance. close. Right. And then even if there's been no interaction, it is assumed that the people that are there at close are there to hook up. Right. So then people just pair off, pair go off, bang, and then get and on with the next day. Right. And they, they say it works great. It's empowering. You, you know, you can, um, you know, there's no awkwardness to it. Because you can just figure out right there if you've got the sexual chemistry or not. If you do, great. If you don't, eh, so what? You know, there'll be another time. Yes, that, that is said. But there, there were everything was sort of given that air of sophistication. Like we have evolved past there needing to be this relationship to hook up. It's just well, it's not even an evolved because of, you know you go back to their history. You know they were known for just. You know, they have a very, what is it, not Viking or Norse kind of history, a very Norse history. Of, that's like what they did. They just made it, got it on, and they chose to kind of keep that culture. Whereas, you know, other cultures, you know, typically with the uh, injection of um, religions, mm-hmm. you know, we got a little more prudish. Which they have not. Marriage rates in Iceland are among the lowest in the world. Right. Um, but at the same time, I guess... They love it because, yeah, um, you can just hook up with anyone and it's great. Well, they paint it that way. That's the way they paint it. Then they go into some of the, like the very last four paragraphs of the article. Then it just like gets dour. The Reykjavik handshake. The Reykjavik handshake. Reykjavik, thank you. Reykjavik, Reykjavik handshake. handshake, which is, uh, which one is that? Is it gonorrhea or is it uh, chlamydia? Chlamydia. I thought it was chlamydia. Chlamydia, I think, yeah. So and, common that they've built yeah. a resistance to the penicillin. <laughs> right. Just the Reykjavik handshake. 
That's how you, you know, which we assume welcome to Iceland. Yeah. We assume that that would be a drawback. Then the second yep. one is one of the girls is going in about this empowerment and how, you know, sex is so great and being your own person. And I don't need another person in my life to run my own life. You know, I mean, that she, she peppers this article. In fact, there's several people in the article they interview from Iceland. They're talking about how fabulous it is just to have, to, to be promiscuous with no ramifications, to live a very sexual life and just to go into the, into the forefront in that direction. That being said, extreme loneliness yes. is brought up and yes. depression and actually, anxiety. So the girl, her approach of it was, you know, like, yeah, you have this great night and then like, you know, doesn't even say bye in the morning, no breakfast, you know? And then the guy, when the guy's her friend, the guy was like, yeah, you know, you just, um, you're with someone, but you're still alone. Yeah. <laughs> like he says, even that, though someone's in your bed, you still feel alone. And then they had that social commentator who said that, um, although women are empowered into this lifestyle, that they were sort of succumbing to the lifestyle because it was a, a male driven activity where men didn't want to marry men didn't want to be in this position and because women were now finding their ways i guess they have uh, closed the gender gap as much as possible economically and socially in iceland that now that they're on this level plane men have become quite callous to the need to provide or to be that you know the 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 stately head of household and they're just like meh Right. We hooked up and, you know, cool. you, you take care of yourself. You're a big girl. Yeah. And so now the, the the blowback on that is, well, that's now how they want to interact with us. They just want to, you know, they don't want all this of the it. extra yeah. stuff. Right, right. There's no no even, hey, what's your favorite ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, good morning. Yeah. <laughs> that's gone too. It's just basically live tender. Not even good morning. They said most of the time you don't even get that. They're just out the door. Be it guy or girl, you know, oh. just whoever whoever was on the road, whoever the road team was that day, they just get up first, get out, not a word. Is and this a lifestyle for you? No, no. You no. know me. I'm too much. I'd have been like, I, I never, she never told me her favorite flavor of ice cream. I feel like I do Or like, she seemed like a book reader. She never told me what kind of books she liked. Let's see, I don't believe that shit. Why don't at you all? believe that I shit? I don't believe it. Because you don't want to believe it. Why not? Why? It's not true. What? You don't think I'm like an okay person? It has you just nothing think I'm a fucking piece of shit? It has nothing to do with what? being a bad person. So you just think I'm like a raging boner? No, I just think that you are very particular about the way you like to live your day to day. You don't make a lot of space for other people. It's one of the reasons why our POF experiment is so agonizing. Because it all has to be on your terms. Oh, yeah. You're not like a big open door. Hey, walk in. This is a comfortable couch. I'll tell you what. Sit any way you want. Don't worry about the blanket. You're more like, sit there. Don't touch that. I got to go do this this and this time. You have to respond that way. It's that, I don't know, it's constrictive. And that's why POF will be good for you. It'll soften those single edges. So you're saying I've become so used to being on my own mm-hmm. that I've just become unadaptable? Well, there needs to be a little grease in those wheels. There's grease. There's grease. I think you would fit far. Hey. At this stage, you would fit better in Iceland than you do in the dating culture here. Based on, just based on what I read. 
I think you find that I, th- I don't think you like to look at yourself that way. But if you look well, at the parameters, I think at first I think I'd have a good time. But then after <laughs> a while, a great time. <laughs> but then after a while, I think I would be like those people. Like, so is this going anywhere? Because I would like to see it go somewhere. That's <laughs> why I'm doing this. Because even the 30 year olds, they interviewed 30 year olds in the article, and then they kind of look at them and they go, "Yeah, okay, they're being kid, but fucking idiots better wake up sometime soon." Yeah, they do say at a certain point in time, you're expected. You're the yeah. old guy in the bar that no one's going home with. Right, right. You become like that old fucking, um, you know, in those nature documentaries. What is it, the walrus or whatever during mating season? You always see the old walrus like off to the side, and you know that's his. That's going to be his last God, one. Really, and it's so depressing. You really brought me down with the old walrus. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though. <laughs> so you know, and I don't want to be the walrus. I don't want to be the walrus. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be the walrus. <laughs> well, all right, all right, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. What are we going to do next week? We're going to get. We're getting better at this next week. Oh man, I, I've got a feeling we could do a. Oof. We're talking about. I'm a little nervous to broach this one because um, the topic we're going to talk about, if we don't present it the right way, has the potential of having potentially huge drawbacks for us because if you talk about this specific thing it's scientology and if it's been topical lately it's I've been, been it's, watching some shows yeah it's and, been very topical and we just yeah um leah remy is that how you say her name remy um, leah remy leah leah remini remini leah remini the girl from Rem- king of queens the wife from king of queens yeah. was a scientologist God, she's got a show off on her and we started today. we started watching her show uh, independently independently of each other yeah all got me into it it was just one of those yeah. deals i was like dude have you been watching he's like yeah actually i'm caught up because the new special came on last night and i was yeah i was just one of those like dude have you watched this as a matter of fact i have yes and, wow okay <laughs> So apparently this must be, yeah. Um, a lot of people are kind of into it. So yeah, and f- we've been doing research independently because yes. I wanted to know how much of this show is true and not true and kind of some of the rules. And actually we've got notes. I had notes at the ready. I wasn't sure yeah, I didn't when know we, we were, were going to discuss it. Yes, yeah, so I left my notes at home because... So next week. So next week. Um, it's not I, very when life attacks type thing, but it's... It sort of is. This is sort of a life thing that happens to people. Well... Let, let's let's but, I mean, do this. It's something that's happening out there in the world. If you're a Scientologist and you like our show, we appreciate it. However, <laughs> <laughs> next week might be a good show to skip. That or um, before that, if you just have no, no just skip it's it. It's going to be so bad because yeah. I'm looking through my notes and everything I've written down is just shitty. Yeah, I'm just such a dick about everything I've learned. Well, I mean, any religion. You kind of, yeah, I know. I I'm mean, basically, of, every, yeah, you consider every religion a cult. <laughs> it's not terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. So, um, uh, this one's I'm, particularly I'm a, I'm a, bad. I'm a little though. more delicate towards that, but uh, I'm down with. But Buddhist. even, but even that, but even that being said, my notes aren't too kind either. Well, next week then. Next week, so yeah. We have that to look forward to. Enjoy your last week of like, you know, not getting hounded by, uh, cause their, their thing is attack, 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 attack the attacker. So well, I hope you're ready for that. I was James Hamilton. I was Travis McFalls. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at when life attacks or Facebook 
When Life Attacks podcast, or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com, where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you can just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com. Now, dude, you're a little bitch. I am not. I don't even know why I hang out with you guys. Because you're a piece of shit. I am not a piece of shit. Well, yeah, but you're a little bitch. Sure. God damn it, man. I swear you guys rip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here.